back. Big running champ here. Anyway, I, um, I was going to try to listen to music on this trip, but my Android Auto is fucked. So it's not fucking working. My phone is fucked, so I can't fucking talk to anybody. All I can do is try to record on this fucking thing and hope it goes well. But I got to go. I can't see or reach my fucking phone, so I can't even pause at all. Um, so it's going to be worse than usual. It's already pretty bad usually, but uh, we're going to uh, be even worse now. So just fucking bear with me, guys. I do have the compulsive need to constantly over-explain myself as if anyone is fucking asking. I'm answering questions that nobody is asking. And um, I will admit I'm a hypocrite because when, when people do this to me, it annoys the shit out of me. Um, when I'm, you know, I mean, I'm not listening to their podcasts and getting mad that they're explaining stuff to me. But <laughs> um, I'm also like when I'm trying to do anything and I have to ask anyone any question and they can't just give me a straightforward answer it aggravates the shit out of me and I know I said this a while back and it warrants repeating but a doctor pointed this out was like okay like calm the fuck down because I would go so aggressively at any medical professional thinking that I had to tell them every single fucking thing that's ever happened in my entire life that might be relevant uh, but I think it's just finally having someone that's listening to you. But that's part of it. Also, um, when you're just extremely desperate for attention, or in my case, medical attention, anytime I have that opportunity, I'm going to, I, I would just go so over and above. But I'm rambling like a fucking maniac. So if there's no, there's no uh, mystery why I've lost so many fucking doctors along the way. Why the fuck, especially when there's an extreme shortage for doctors, are you going to put up with someone that's just fucking rambling, like an absolute fucking maniac, uh, if you don't have to? And I don't—I wouldn't blame them. But anyway, the um, this doctor, uh, this uh, psychiatrist doctor, whatever, uh, was just trying to put it in perspective for me, and just said, when you ask someone a question, they go on and on and on like this. Do you feel like you're more informed or more confused? And I'm like, I get so angry because I'm already a mess. My brain is in fucking a thousand different places at once, like, like so many of us. And when I need a fucking question answered, I need a answered very quickly, very simply, because my brain's fucked. That's why you can't have two people being fucked up in the same way. It just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Um, I don't know. You need, to, you need someone to fucking give you very short, fucking straight-to-the-point fucking answers uh, if, you, if you want to function whatsoever. I mean, I will fully admit the problem's on my fucking end, but that being said, I realized I was doing this to people all the fucking time. Someone asked me a question, just go on and on and on. Now, that's the negative side of it. The positive is, when you're annoying as fuck and you just fucking ramble on endlessly, no one will ever ask you for help for anything. They'll just be like, oh my fucking God. So if you're very easy to deal with and you get right to the fucking point on things and you get shit done, fuck, that's that's great. It's great for business. It's great for being a reliable person. But um, what the fuck? Are you 
Oh, sorry guys. I just got into a whole fucking thing. This guy's blocking the fucking intersection. He's looking at me like he just doesn't understand. I'm stopped in the middle of a green light because this guy's just fucking blocking it. Ah, uh, you don't have to guess what the guy's driving. You already fucking know. Um, I don't even think you're... I don't, do they even sell, like, BMWs or fucking Audis or the fucking regular douchemobiles anymore? Or do they just fucking reroute these cocksucking fucking morons straight to the fucking pickup truck dealership? I don't fucking know. Regardless, it's a waste of my time and yours. Um, and a waste of fucking energy to keep going on about this shit. I'm actually feeling really fucking good. I'm leaving St. Catharines, so I'm, I'm getting a lot happier. I uh, got my fucking poor baby out of there, my truck, my work truck, and, uh, anyway, it's a horrible fucking place to be, and so it's fantastic to, uh, to be leaving there, and all the fucking morons that, uh, I mean, well, the thing is, is there's morons who drive there, there's morons who design the place, these are different people, these are not the same people, um, so, but anyway, it is what it is. In general, people are fucking awful at driving. Like, I feel like my brain operates on such a fraction of its capacity in the day-to-day, -day usually. But even half asleep and half retarded, or even fuck, I, I can get fucking drunk and high, and I will still feel like one of the best drivers, one of the safest drivers on the fucking road. Uh, not that I do that, but I'm just saying, hypothetically. That's how bad it is. When was the last time, I don't know what you guys, you are allowed, you were able to drive for even fucking five minutes without going, what the fuck is this guy doing? I hate that it bleeds into my fucking podcast because you guys don't need to waste your time and energy with this shit either. But it's just like, it's very relatable too. That's like one of my good pals said. He's just like when I was telling, when I was talking about the fucking uh, turning signals and the sounds of the engine, sounds of the road. He's like, most people are going to be listening in the car. So it doesn't fucking matter. I mean, that shit, you just tune the fucking shit out. Uh, I don't know. I try to I try to cause as little irritation as possible, if you can believe it. Now, that's a perfect way to get back to what I was saying. I feel like my, my phone is in a fucking more awkward place, so it's going to be... Uh, I'm not sure the audio is coming through, so I'm going to yell a little more aggressively. Also, my hearing's fucked up, so you're going to gonna have to suffer both aggressive yelling as well that's the over explanation anyway um, anyway I can't remember where I was but uh, I'm back in my fucking work truck and I love it I'm so happy in this fucking thing as much as I sound pretty fired up and aggravated in general I mean, driving will do that to you at any point, but in general, this is one of my happiest places to just be in a fucking, uh, especially my work truck. It's just like I, I spend so much time in, in work trucks. I just, uh, I don't know. I don't really know how to be happy at home. I don't really know how to be happy in general. I'm not very good at it anyway. Or at, at least I've always just believed it comes in very small doses. I don't believe to have just a general stasis of fucking happy happiness. I just I don't think that's achievable in a sober fucking world. I think it's or even in an unsober world again, it's still fucking uh, temporary. To just expect to be happy all the time is fucking absurd. I think 
to be like somewhat content is one thing, but to just be happy all the fucking time, that, I, I don't know, that doesn't seem practical to me. I mean, to be miserable all the fucking time also doesn't seem practical. Like, you know what I mean? These are, these are things that should come in small fucking doses to try to maximize one and minimize the other. Um, that's the thing. Or to keep them separated. Got to keep them separated. Because eventually, uh, well, whether... Sometimes being miserable can be your happy state. Or at least it can be your comfort zone. Because if you've been fucking miserable for so fucking long, eventually you just get used to that and you don't know how to be anything else. Like, have you guys... I'm sure you guys have experienced this where you're just so sick of... Or you're just... You're just so sick of everything, but you're so used to, you're so familiar with being miserable, with just being upset and getting uh, angry and disappointed all the time, that you don't even know how to be happy when fucking good shit does finally come your way or when things do finally turn. You're just so used to being fucking miserable. It's like, well, this works. It's not great, but it's it's function. It's, it's okay. I'm used to this shit. There's so many fucking people in the worst fucking situations. Where you look, if you look from an outside perspective, you're like, why the fuck would anyone do this? Why would anyone be in that relationship? Why would anyone be in that job? Why would anyone be in that living situation? Or whatever the fucking circumstances are. Like, what the fuck? You know, from an outside perspective, you think, what the fuck are they doing? And I'm telling you, this is universal. I don't know exactly who the fuck I'm talking about specifically. I'm not talking about anyone specifically. Um... But it's uh, I'm, it's usually a matter of familiarity. It's a matter of comfort. We will stay in these fucked up situations because it's what we're used to. Or we've just come to think that's fucking normal. I was just talking about the whole, uh, like the old days being like stuck in a horrible fucking relationship, a horrible family life. And uh, a lot of times there's like, yeah, there's addiction and abuse and all this fucking shit. But you stay in it because you're taught that you're supposed to, or you can't escape it. Like, that's, uh, it's far too fucking common. And uh, even in this modern fucking day that we live in, and uh, in other places throughout the fucking world, that people stay in horrible, horrible situations that they feel like they can't get out of when they could easily just fucking walk away from that situation. Um, from an outside perspective, you know, that's how you look at it. But I guarantee. If you were to fucking apply the same fucking shit to yourself, or, or, or people would say the same shit about you, you know, I'm not speaking about anyone specifically, but I know I've been in situations like this, but I know I've definitely looked at others and been like, what the fuck are you doing? You only get one fucking life. You're going to be miserable the whole fucking time. This is what, this is what you, uh, this is what you want. Now, most people are just completely victimized. This is another thing we're all, I think we're all guilty of. They're just like, well, it's not my fault, it's not my fault, it's not my fault. Nothing's uh, anyone's, you know, you're talking to a person, nothing is that person's fault. It's all someone else's fault. They're all completely innocent. And even if that is the case, hypothetically, okay, you're a victim. So you've let every single fucking choice in your life be done, be chosen by somebody else. And nothing is your fault whatsoever. Like, I guarantee that can't be the fucking case. Or, sorry... Um, if every single decision is made for you, then you're not making any choices in your fucking life. Yeah, you're not guilty of anything. Sure, you're off the hook. But what you are guilty of is not making a single fucking choice. Uh, sometimes it's not that clear or that obvious. Again, I'm looking at it from an outside perspective. But 
which is a fucking uh, luxury. Or the uh, the other is uh, the, the fucking uh, 2020 hindsight shit, where people are just like, oh, I would have done this, I would have done that, and it's just like, yeah, because you're in the fucking future, and the shit's already happening, you know how it played out. It's really easy to say, hypothetically, you would have fucking done everything right. So would I have. I would have done everything right, too. You fuck. Like, I, I'm getting mad at an imaginary person, but this is a real-life scenario that occurs constantly. And we're on both sides of this. Like, I don't want to act like uh, me, you, or anyone else is only on one side of this. You know? Because I find, like, we're all doing this to each other. We're doing it to ourselves. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, to take some time for some quiet reflection or whatever... And uh, to truly think critically about everything is, is one of the greatest things you can do. It's when you pass the point of that and you start dwelling on shit. You'll notice I dwell on a lot of shit. It'll keep coming up over and over. Like when I go to try to summarize, first of all, I can't remember shit. But when I go to summarize a segment, I've been talking for like 40 fucking minutes. I can't even remember what the fuck I'm talking about. Not even close. Um, but I realize I'm talking about the same shit over and over. And it, it gets to me, because it's like, not only am I probably boring the shit out of my loyal fans, but also it's like, what the fuck, you need to fucking, you need to switch fucking gears, you gotta change, yeah, I understand life can be quite mundane, but you don't need to assign your fucking brain to just thinking and talking about one fucking thing, or the same fucking group of things over and over and over. There's a whole fucking world of shit that you can think about, talk about, fucking focus on. Um... I'm speaking mostly to myself right now, but you guys can all take fucking heed, take fucking uh, whatever the hell you want from this shit. I, I offer you uh, that, that right for some fucking reason, as if it's mine to give you. I'm just about to quote, I'm, 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 uh, or misquote, as I often do, uh, what the fuck's his name? Richie Aprile, the actor though, what's his name? Uh, from the Sopranos, uh, Robert Proval, I think his name is. He's uh, absolutely phenomenal. Just think he just does a, such a killer performance. Um, and the other thing is, is, is when a small guy has that much fucking presence, and they're not trying to make him look like he's bigger than he is. Um, wait, what was my point? I don't want to get off on a tangent yet. Oh, I'm trying to quote the guy from the show um, where he's like, What's mine already is not yours to give me. I can't do his voice anymore. What's mine already is not yours to give me. And I love that, because uh, it's such a good usable line. There's so many great lines like this that you can just use throughout your life. Uh, it's nice when everyone watches the same shit that you have. Uh, there's another thing where two people can't live. Well, I mean, two people certainly could just watch all the same fucking shit. It sucks when people don't get your references. But then again, who gives a shit? Uh, is it that important? It's nice when someone gets it, but... Uh, I know I've already told this story, and I'll tell it again and again, because it's one of my favorites. It's one of my staples, or that's a reference to, uh, can't remember his name. He was the captain on the fucking Titanic, and that movie, The Titanic, or whatever, uh, and I can't remember his fucking name, but he played a butler on the show Frasier, and uh, he makes a joke, he said, because he gets, he's like the third generation of butlers, he's like, even my father's father was a man's man. And he's like, oh, that's very good. I think he even says it's very droll. Um, or says something like, I like that, was a good joke. And he's like, it's one of my staples, sir. So anytime I deliver a story, a joke, a fucking whatever, and I've done it before, 
<laughs> I just say, it's one of my staples, sir. I can't remember how the guy talks, but I don't have a pause, so I'm probably going to start sneezing in a second. And I might go silent a few times, too, which is kind of a nice reprieve. A guy who doesn't shut the fuck up ever. Um, dead air is almost like a, a fucking... Uh, it's kind of like or, or when your brain just goes completely blank. It's like a reprieve. It's like a relief. It's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't fucking know. Just take, take out the fucking thesaurus. That's why I love uh, when I first started running on a computer. It was so special to me because I was trying so hard to stay behind the times. Like I say, both both of these things are a losing battle. Whether you're trying to stay behind the times or you're trying to keep up with the times, they're both impossible. I, I, I would say. Because no matter what, at some point you're going to have to try to catch up to the rest of the world if you want to exist in current society. And then the other one is no matter what, technology is going to leave you behind. Um, actually, another example of this is children's shows. We were just talking about it's impossible to keep up on children's shows or current music. And I'll, even if you do, you'll get up to date to a certain point and then the shit's going to leave you behind. Because there's so much new shit, it's impossible to keep up on it. Um, regardless, you know. So you got to find some fucking balance, somewhere in the middle. Uh, what was my point? Oh, yeah, so the other thing, uh, keeping up on things is nice. But I like to stay behind the times because it's affordable, uh, technologically wise. Uh, but also, it makes you feel cool. Like, you, you feel like you're better than others because they're into newer stuff than you. And being into older stuff makes you better than them. That's, that's like the hipster mentality that so many of us indulge ourselves in. Well, it's like the whole fucking right and left thing. It's like, the right's like, no, oh, I like everything the way I'm used to it. I'll change anything. Let's go backwards. And then the, the extreme left is the same shit where, or sorry, it's just as fuck where it's like, let's change everything. Even stuff that works because that's the only way to make progress. Both are fucked. All right? So take your fucking pick. Or you just land somewhere in the fucking middle and, and leave the whole uh, imaginary fucking... Uh, groupings behind again don't fucking if I if you listen to me and just do whatever I tell you to do that's just as bad you see the conundrum I'm in um, that's a catch 22 right there as far as I know I don't know I'm never fully sure if I'm using uh, expressions properly especially when it comes to conundrums uh, paradox is is that the plural that sounds wrong paradoxes I very rarely even come across one that's valid, let alone multiple, so I never use the multiple or plural term, um, or catch-22s, it's like, um, yeah, I just went completely blank, I had so many in my fucking head, but when I, when I'm on the spot trying to think of stuff, I'm telling you, when I used to try to meditate, now my brain races and races and races and never fucking seems to stop, at least not until I'm completely fucking so goddamn drained that I can't even function or I uh, had some sort of chemical intervention. Now, if I'm trying to be on the spot thinking of stuff, that's when I achieve absolute clarity. I, I don't know, it's a, there's something about being on the spot where my brain's just like, fuck, I don't know what to do, I'm fucked and fucked and, and everything just goes blank. That is a state of clarity that's stressful, but it's also, here's a catch-22 for you, <laughs> it's a, a state of clarity like that where you can't think of fucking anything. Everything in the universe, every thought in your head just ceases to exist. 
is the key to fucking not being stressed out. Both of those. Now, now the, the key there, or sorry, the, the, yeah, the, the main fucking thing there to remember is, is the timing. When you need to fucking think, you need to be fucking sharpened on the goddamn ball, um, ideally. And then, when you need to take a fucking break, which is what meditation is, um, or it, it, it can find you in so many fucking forms. Like, I find manual labor... Uh, especially like in a completely isolated, silent fucking environment, to be one of my greatest forms of meditation. Or out here on the road in my work vehicle is a happy place for me. And it's where I find fucking uh, peace and clarity. And, and uh, it's where my brain probably works the best. That's why it's the only, oh, well, it's partly why it's the only time I broadcast uh, my podcast. Uh, now, I just say that because it rhymes. I record my podcast and then it gets broadcast later. It's not fucking uh, live by any means. Um, and that's okay. It's all right. Because none of my shit is urgent. I tell people this all the time. I hate when people apologize to me for uh, being late on just a, just a conversation. Because it's like, I don't give a fuck if it takes days, weeks, months, years. I, I do like that people are uh, polite and shit. I don't mean to be like, fuck you. Shove your fucking stories in a sack. Obviously, that's a George Costanza reference from Seinfeld. Um, I, I feel like I gotta spoon feed you guys these references because you're a bunch of fucking idiots! Um, <laughs> no, I just feel like I don't want anyone to miss any references. It's not a compulsive behavior. Regardless, um, oh yeah, so if I'm just talking to someone about this or that, unless it's like I'm meeting you somewhere or there's something like insanely time sensitive or whatever, I don't give a shit if it takes fucking a while to get back to me. I don't give a shit. It's actually, sometimes it's nice, especially if the, if a conversation just said that we live in an age of technology where all that fucking shit is just sitting there. So if I am unclear, like it's been a while since we were talking, I can just look up the fucking history of our conversation. That being said, Google keeps shaking me down for fucking storage space. Like, you know, we had a fucking deal. You get all our personal information, but you provide us storage and fucking communication and search engines and, and email. Now, fuck off. What the fuck is your problem? Now you want to shake me down for some monthly service fee to store my fucking shit until that fills up, and then I got to... Like I, anyway, the issue is it's so fucking arduous and challenging for me to go through all my old shit for whatever reason. Right now, my phone is a fucking piece of shit that is incredibly difficult to use. Um, as much as I am so grateful for all the technology I do have, I was just saying how excited I was to be able to write on a computer rather than pen and paper or whatever the fuck I was using before. Stone fucking tablets or some shit. Um, I, well, the thing was, is I was looking for this... Um, Sometimes when I can't find a word, you just right click and you can get a thesaurus to come right up on your MS Word um, or whatever the fuck you're using. Or you just open up thesaurus.com to get every synonym that could even come close to relate to the word you're looking for. And a lot of times I would even just write using the same word over and over and over. And I'd go through after and I would just switch them all for um, synonyms. But even if it's a synonym, it's it's not the same fucking word. There's a reason you have 100 fucking words for the same shit. They all have slightly different meanings. They also have slightly different meanings in different contexts. Um, I'm really glad I learned the English language first. I have not learned any other languages to 
say that I could ever uh, speak any other one, but I'm glad I start with English because it's a fucking mess. It's just such a fucking mess. It's just such an amalgamation of, um, I don't know, one thing I love is etymology because you can see so much history and just how words are developed and how, uh, how, how things have changed so much over time. Actually, uh, I was just reminded of this. Like, I gave an example before. A few times I think about the words horrific and terrific are synonymous. Those have the same fucking meaning, yet they come to be opposite things. Because terrific means good and horrific means bad. Now, by definition, terrific actually does mean terrible, awful. Um, it was just used in a fucking slang opposite sense for so long. Like, yeah, this is great. It was used sarcastically for so long that the fucking meaning of itself completely changed. Um, now, the reason I bring this up is I was listening to Christmas music, which I do now, because I know, I know a lot of people can't stand it. Now, when I was forced to listen to that shit on end for excessive amounts of time, uh, without any fucking break and not by choice, I hated it. But now that I put the shit on by my own volition, um, you know, by, by my own fucking choice, I, uh, I really enjoy it. I listen to that shit all the time, right? So fuck off. I don't feel, I don't know why I gotta fucking, uh, constantly justify and explain myself, but I do. But anyway, the line was, uh, the traffic is terrific. Now, that is undeniable proof that that word was used in its original and fucking logical term, uh, fucking definition or whatever, because no one has ever referred to the traffic as terrific. A lack of traffic is terrific, but everyone knows that the fucking, you, you, you don't have good traffic during fucking Christmas season. It doesn't fucking happen. Maybe on Christmas day when everyone's home or whatever, things clear up a bit, but regardless, the word was used to mean terrible, because that's, that's its original meaning. I just never heard it used in that context before, uh, regardless. I mean, the word gay used to have a different meaning. I mean, I t technically still means happy or whatever, it's just not used in that, uh, it's funny to hear older stuff that was just like, they're talking about things being happy and gay, which, which we associate, uh, almost 100% with just homosexuality. I like to refer to things that are happy as homosexual because I, uh, associate uh, that with happiness. Alright? The word happiness has the word penis built right into it. So, it's kind of gay. Alright, guys? Try to fucking wrap your head around that for a little bit. Uh, if you Also, if you have a big problem with homosexuality, you're probably a homosexual. That's crazy how often that... Uh, that lines up. That's why it's not just gay bashing or hate, it's homophobia because it's a fear of something that you a part of ourselves that we don't want to fucking address. I love that uh, when you hear people like they're, they're fighting against homosexuality their own but mostly the, the, that of others and it's like you know they keep talking about fighting temptation because they think that everyone is just constantly fighting this temptation. It's like you're fighting a temptation of your own fucking desire to, to be with the same sex, you don't understand that that is not everybody. Um, <laughs> I don't know. 
But the thing is, it's just like, if you gotta find a group of people to fucking hate and, and blame all your trouble, why not the gays? They've had it so good for so long. You gotta fucking take them down a peg. But anyway, um, we do need to build a wall to protect us from foreign invaders from the south. Now, obviously, I'm talking about the Americans. Now, we've done a good job with a lot of things. Because before, they might want to come up here and steal our health care, get educated. So we've done the fucking brilliant thing of turning our education and health care increasingly into shit. So it's fucking awful. And that's great. Even the playing field, that way you remove the, uh, the desire to march north. The only thing is we have a lot, we still have a lot of resources. We still got a lot of land. We got a lot of uh, clean drinking water. So what I think we should do the same thing. We need to start fucking poisoning all our drinking water. We gotta start destroying all our fucking land. Um, I mean, I, I think it's better for us to do it ourselves than to have a bunch of Americans come up here. So we should at least build up a temporary wall um, just to keep them out for the time being. Trash the fucking place. I mean, starting with the health and uh, childcare and uh, education was a good start, but it's not. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Devoted. It, uh, it's, it's not a much of a... We, we're not achieving our purpose enough. we got to really fuck things up here. Um, we got to make it unlivable. You know, that's the best way to, uh, to do it. And uh, anyway, I think we, we've got to start, but we got a long way to go. We need more of a commitment. I think that's the word. we got to really commit to fucking destroying the place. Uh, I, I'm telling you. When I used to have a fucked up house. Now, I've lived in a nice place. People want to come and they want to stay with you. They don't want to leave. You know. Uh, when you live in a fucking shithead, a shithole, shithead fucking pile of shit house. Where people won't even take their shoes off because they're going to get some sort of fucking infection in their feet. Because uh, it's so fucking trashed. No one wants to take your house. No one wants to take over. They're just like, fuck them. Leave this place. Let's go somewhere else. And that's what, that's kind of what I'm, what I'm saying we should do. Um, you know. So, I don't know if you guys are on board with me, but I, I think it's going to happen either way. You, you know, it's, it's better to get your fucking arms around the fucking shit. Um, it's better to get a head start control of the situation. That's what I'm saying, alright? Now, are you with me? If you're not saying you're not, then I'm assuming you guys are all with me. You're going down this road with me. Ah, shit, where was I? I had to pause for a while to gather my thoughts. But it's like gathering a bunch of garbage or, or debris in the yard. It's like, yeah, it's all cleaned up, but what the fuck have I got here? Um, it's a perfect metaphor for me just gathering my thoughts. Most of them are fucking shit right now. Uh, not the usual fucking solid gold quality I'm pumping out. Um, I was just thinking of funny quotes from Step Brothers. I love uh, when he's like, of course it's their fault. They're the two biggest dickheads that are living right here in your house. Love saying that. There's so many good quotable lines from that movie. I mean, you can quote it every fucking day. Um, anyway, another classic I just started watching. 
came on Netflix was uh, Anger Management. Uh, the fucking, what the hell is the guy's name? Adam Sandler joint. But it's not funny because of Adam Sandler necessarily. Uh, it's uh, Jack Nicholson is absolutely fucking hilarious and everyone else involved. Uh, anyway, if you're looking for more reviews of comedies from a while back, uh, that's what I'm here for, guys. Uh, I love when fucking John Turturro's getting offended because he thinks some guy made an anti-Semitic remark. He's like, are you Jewish? And he's like, no, but I could be. And uh, the funny thing is when he said that, I'm like, this guy can play anybody. He's, he's fucking good. Uh, some actors, they're just, they can play like any fucking race, any role, anybody. I think he says he's half Irish, half Mexican, half Italian or something. But it's like, I, I believe any of those roles from that guy. Including Jewish. I mean, maybe he is. Who gives a fuck? Uh, what are you fucking uh, what, what was I going to say? My wife said I can't say Jew anymore. I guess I said something that was offensive. The problem, and this is not my bit. This was, I think, a Louis C.K. bit. Where he said the slur and the polite term are the exact same word. Uh, for Jew, it's just how you say it or whatever. Uh, which, honestly, as funny as it is, it's also... Oh my fucking God, my ear fucked. This guy just came out completely my lane. The thing is, is I just had the truck fixed, so I could take this guy out completely with the, a single fucking shred of guilt on my conscience, but I'm trying to get a clear uh, driving abstract. To be able to murder someone without feeling bad, or sorry, without having them deal with all the bullshit that went along with it. Anyway, we all have these thoughts. You should never say them out loud. So, guys, um, but if there's someone in your oncoming lane and you're driving a much larger vehicle, just do it. Just fucking do it. And don't ever feel bad. Don't ever let anyone feel bad. I love what uh, the hound talking uh, just talk to a lot of hounds. I do actually interact with quite a few hound dogs that are nothing but that as uh, Elvis might have said at some point or whoever the fuck wrote the songs. What's it called? Um, where was it? Yeah, Elvis, as great as he was, I might lose some people here. He was just another white honky cracker exploiting the fucking talents of hard-working black people that made this wonderful fucking music. I, I think it's hilarious though how rock and roll has become a, like almost exclusively a white person thing. When it's like it's all just based on black people music. But then the same sort of shit's going to happen to hip-hop. It's just going to be taken over by a bunch of white honky crackers. And uh, can I still say all that? I don't know yet. Um... I'll have to check with the fucking FCC compliance officer or whatever. What I'm still allowed to say. Oh, yeah, but anyway, going back, my wife's saying I can't say Jew anymore. And it's like, well, my fucking daughter's name is Juniper. So you take the Jew, now I'm calling her a nipper, which is very offensive to Japanese people, which I don't know if they're protected yet. I know for a long time they were not. Uh, they were completely dehumanized, actually, for a long time. But um, I was also told that racism doesn't count towards white people because they make more money, which is a fantastic, uh, very interesting way to look at things. 
uh, because to see people because of financial status be on top. But then I, I did some research and found out that the Asian men per capita, these fucking facts and figures and, and uh, statistics are so unbelievably skewed and misunderstood. So I would like to continue that misunderstanding and uh, ambiguity and, uh, and also cherry picking and manipulating figures. So if the Asian man, whatever the fuck that is, uh, <laughs> if he makes more money than me per capita, since I am the, the fucking rich white man, like you guys all know, I'm the poorest fucking loser on the fucking planet. If I, <laughs> if I am uh, at the top of the food chain, our food chain is so fucking horribly broken. Everyone I've known of any fucking other uh, walk of life has always made more money doing the exact same thing I'm doing. Um, regardless, that's reality. We're not talking about reality right now. We're talking about uh, basing our fucking, uh, basing our worldview on misunderstood statistics. So regardless, the Asian man makes more money than I do per capita. So does that mean I get to just fucking roast him endlessly and he's not uh, offended? Or sorry, not Defendable, not fucking uh, defendable either. Um, I don't know. It's a fucked up concept to think about because it's like I've always been taught that the only racism is white versus black and then eventually other groups started being included. But it's because there's so much education on the subject. Um, I'll say education. I mean there's so much in the media that teaches you that, that this one form of racism is wrong. And it's not that it isn't. It's fucking horrific. And there's more than enough evidence to say that and to verify that. But I just, I think it's absurd to just say that one version counts and the other doesn't. And then, uh, I don't know. It's like, what the fuck? I'm a goddamn white, mostly white, mostly straight, fucking mostly male uh, person. Why am I getting fucked? I'm supposed to fucking have all the doors open to me. I'm supposed to have everything. Everything going for me. This is fucking bullshit. It's like I was <laughs> saying to that uh, lady. She, The thing is, is she goes so far and over and above to master her particular trade. She works in small engines. Uh, and she's so knowledgeable. She's fucking awesome. Like She's one of my favorite people for so many reasons. Uh, or favorite type of person as well. Um, but it's like, it's because people are fucking second guessing you. It's because... There, um, it's directly related to the fact that people are treating you poorly because they think less of you, that you're trying so hard. I have the exact opposite problem. People think of a big white guy with a fucking beard and a plaid jacket. This guy knows everything about cars. This guy knows everything about construction. It's like I'm being paid constantly to do jobs. I have no fucking idea how I'm doing them. And uh, people just keep assuming that I know what the fuck is going on. I don't. And I don't even try half the time because it's just assumed. Do you see what I'm saying here? I would try so much harder in a situation where people just treated me like shit just to overcome that fucking stereotype. Um, <laughs> that's exactly why I've lived a life of fucking poverty. Just to overcome the stereotype that I, I, had, I had it easy. I just want to constantly struggle just to prove otherwise. Just to balance things out if nothing more. To be plagued with guilt... Um, for this privilege that I allegedly have. I don't think uh, anyone's been more oppressed than white females, so they, they got it the fucking worst, that's for damn sure. Um, but they also defend every other group of fucking people because they have it so horrible. Um, 
regardless, I got to get back to work. Um, regardless of what you might believe, I do, I do work for a living. And, um, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I, I, there, there were like basic components of what could have been fucking funny or interesting. Um, I don't think I assembled a single one of them. It's like, <laughs> it's like just throwing the basic components of sandwiches all over the fucking table. You can eat them separately, and they're, all the components are enjoyable, but if you don't... If you can't assemble a sandwich properly, you're never going to get the proper experience. And I can't c come up with a better metaphor than that. That's probably the clearest, best fucking thought I've had all day, or at least assembled. Um, I don't even know where the line is between when I'm joking or serious anymore, because I'm just... My brain is that fucking muddled lately. Um... So, I appreciate you guys sticking with me. That was a long one. That was over 40 fucking minutes. Doing a lot of these long segments because a lot of these drives are way longer than they usually are. Usually it's a half hour or less. But, um, or it's free. Okay, guys? It should be fucking free. If you guys are getting charged for this shit, I am sorry. I promise you I'll never see one fucking dime. What do you think I am? A fucking gay Asian? Gaysian? Is that a term? Gaysian? I use it. Um, woman? Um, I'm not. So, uh, I don't even know. See, again, I don't even know what I was trying to say. I was trying to make a joke or I don't even know. <laughs> actually, I've never looked into my ancestry. I really don't know what the fuck I actually am or who I'm actually related to. I have no fucking idea. I, or sorry, I have like the vaguest, vaguest idea. Um, Am I saying Vegas or Vegas? I have a Vegas idea where it's all just a gamble. There you go. Alright, I'm going for real now. Go fuck yourselves, everybody. Especially you white honkies, males, straight people, homophobias, uh, homos and homophobics alike. Um, I fucking hate everybody. I hate everybody that had an abortion, everybody who didn't. Um, I hate every baby that was born and everyone that wasn't. Um, so there. Did I cover everybody? I don't even know. I'll, I'll get back on this uh, later. Welcome back to Big Red the Chips Podcast. Now, I don't know if this is the beginning of a new episode or, or another segment because I have... I got, like, at least two 40-something minute segments that could have just be episodes. Not because of the contents or quality, just because they're too fucking long. Um, actually, I was talking about just doing something for no fucking reason other than just to do it, even if it gets completely deleted. I wrote out a long email about, not very long, for me anyway, I usually write fucking little novellas. Because um, as much as I yammer on speaking, I, I, I write even more. But... At least with writing, I can clean it up and kind of fucking um, edit it and move the shit around. With 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 audio, it's just a. F it's like my buddy used to say because I've always had this. Or I don't know how long, but I feel like I've always had this compulsive need. Like if I have something to say, it, it, it kills me. It's like fucking. It's like holding in like a fucking shit. It's like it's got to come out. I'm gonna fucking die. It's like I mean I, I can come up with a better metaphor than shit, but it's just like need to say it so fucking badly and I would be like because I get so excited about saying something or having this thought in my head like an actual clear concise thought and when you're all fucked up those things seem even more clear and concise or uh, uh, and, and also important 
uh, alcohol can make you feel incredibly self-important, um, which is, you know, sometimes it's quite necessary, especially if you don't feel good about yourself uh, from day to day. Sometimes it's good to uh, to feel like that, to be, a, to be a little selfish sometimes, in moderation. Actually, I was just talking to the guy at the, the physiotherapy. I thought I was going to get whooped. Actually, I went not whooped. There's no whoopings going on there. I meant like metaphorically whooped because this guy is really fucking intense. A lot of physios just like, you know, they, they really take their time. They, they, um, they want you in there fucking three times a day for the rest of your fucking life. Um, and a lot of places they're just not, they don't really push you. And this guy, he's really intense. And I, I, I gotten such phenomenal results just doing the fucking exercises he's been giving me. And, um, so anyway, I got clear today. He said, you don't have to rebook. He's like, as long as you're doing what you're doing, your strength's been going up and up and up. And, and um, he's like, just don't, like, just maintain it. And um, we also have a bond because this guy just had a fucking baby as well. So he understands that I'm not sleeping at night necessarily. And, uh, you know, all the stress and, and whatever that goes along with that. The thing I like about the guy too, though, Especially because I fucking will ramble on and on and on. And we have a very limited time window to do what we got to do. Um, is that he gets right back to the fucking point And he's really intense. So, anyway. I'm very, uh, very, feeling very fucking pleased. Went to the gym this morning. Went really fucking hard. That way when I went in there I could say, hey. Have been going to the gym. Been there all morning. <laughs> I'm, I'm very honest, uh, actually. Anyone in, in medicine, it's like I always say: be honest with your uh, any medical professional, and also your lawyer, because you do have uh, confidentiality privilege. But also, it's in your best interest to be honest and upfront. You can lie to everyone else, including yourself, but it's in your best interest to uh, be honest with your lawyer, as well as. Um, I mean, I hope you guys never have to have a lawyer ever cock-sucking scumbag motherfuckers. No, um, it's like I was saying to my one of my best good buddies, one of my favorite people. The guy's just an extraordinary guy. He was changing uh, careers again into I think a home inspection, building inspection, whatever. And he was talking about how Ontario's the worst in the world um, for building codes. And I was like, I've always thought that. I'm glad that like a professional in the field has, uh, you know, confirmed it's, I, I like confirmation bias or whatever. Um, it's nice to have your your um, thoughts confirmed every once in a while. But that being said, I love what I, I'm going to get off on a tangent. Actually, before I, I get off on a tangent, let me just finish one thought if I could. But I said I'm like, okay, it's going to be an absolute nightmare for you um, as a as a home inspector, building inspector, whatever. But I'm telling you, it's the it's the biggest fucking expense. Most people, if they even get the fucking luxury or, or the the privilege to do so, um, it's the most stressful fucking thing ever. Like, when I buy something, I just fucking jump in. I don't fucking think about it. Um, because I overthink the shit out of everything. Unnecessary things and then very necessary things. It's just like, I would rather just make the decision and stress about it and then stress for the rest of my life with the consequences or however long. Um... Like with my house, I knew there was a ton of problems. Actually, well, the home inspector told us about a ton of fucking problems. And I was just like, you know what? We're going in knowing what we're up against. And also, I think we got our house for 10,000 under, and it was during the time where most people were paying 10, 20, 50, even 100,000 over. Um, there were these crazy blind auctions going on. 
the market was so fucked. Like, we looked at one house. We loved it. And um, we, we called back an hour later, and it was gone. And it, it wasn't a sales tactic. They weren't playing hardball. They were just like, yeah, that guy just called like 45 minutes ago. That's how things were going. You put up a for sale sign, you don't even have to fucking get it into the fucking grass. Um, you can have an open house just for fun. You know, just to clear out some fucking old uh, cookies you had in the cupboard or something. I don't know why, but you gotta have baked goods if you're gonna have an open house. At least I think so. I went to a lot of them. I did no refreshments. Fucking cocksuckers. Um, anyway... I don't like the term refreshments. I don't know why. I've always hated it. Like, what the fuck is that? Are you going to refresh me? I feel like some guy's going to come out and spray a bunch of, like, fucking misty water uh, at me. Like, cool misty water on a hot day. That would be refreshing. I would I would like that. It's weird. And that's almost that. It's, you're talking about, like, food. And, or, 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 like, not, not a meal, but, like, some fucking light refreshments. Like, shut the fuck up. Do you ever say, oh, uh, I want to go get something to eat, or I, I want to go refresh myself with some light refreshments? Like, nobody says that. Nobody's ever said that. I fucking love statements like that where you just confirm what everyone else. Anyway, uh, again, with the tangents, let me try to complete this thought. I told my buddy, you'll be walking people through one of what could be one of the most stressful fucking things, helping them make one of the biggest fucking decisions they ever make. You know, another one is your spouse. I, you know, it would be nice to hire an inspector, come back with a report. Okay, like this fucking person is fucked. Like, look at the, I got 10 pages here. Look at all the code violations. Look at, like, look at all the asbestos inside this person. Look at the fucking foundation. It's fucked. Uh, <laughs> uh, you gotta know what you're getting into here. <laughs> now, again, you jump in with both feet and you deal with whatever the fuck later on. Um, I feel like I scored so far ahead, um, even even in tough times, I, I, I just remind myself how lucky I am for so many fucking reasons, because um, sometimes it's hard to see that, like you get what what was called a negative filter, it's one of the many things I, I learned about in therapy is, uh, it's, it's kind of like a coping mechanism, but it's just your brain will tell you your shit and everything in your life is shit. And it doesn't even just make you feel like shit in the moment. It replaces all of your fucking memories. Like, or at least blocks them. And, and just makes them feel shitty. It makes you feel like you've been miserable your entire life. And anytime you felt happy, it was a lie. Because you're a piece of shit and everything in your life is a piece of shit. And it's this horrible thing your brain does. To, it's a coping mechanism because it's trying to keep you safe. And the other uh, uh, side of the spectrum is um, the positive filter, where everything's good and you can't see anything bad. And people will sell you with that bullshit and it's like, you're not seeing the whole spectrum. You're fucking, this is avoidance as well. And this is, um, you gotta see everything for what it is. Good, bad, ugly, fucking everything. I thought that was some kind of weird instrument. It's just someone going, I don't know. That's one of the most badass uh, movie theme musics I've ever uh, ever heard. It's just uh, it's so iconic, you know. It just like that shit comes on, you know. There's a showdown going on, or at least, or there will be, just because that movie or that music came on. Um, fucking love uh, Clint Eastwood too. He's he's one of my favies. Actually, I wish I could get a job just driving around in a truck. I wouldn't give a fuck if I was a mule. See, I would do it not knowing. 
that's where they, a lot of these guys go wrong. It's like, why the fuck are you telling anyone anything? I'll move anything anywhere for any any person, anything, to any place. But don't fucking tell me. I like to not know. A lot of people, their curiosity kills the cat. And um, I see that a lot. A lot of people always need to know what the fuck is going on all the time. But anyway, yeah, I did finally finish that thought. My, I think my buddy is one of these people which is really good for the, the field he's going into to just be, like, extremely over-analytical and overthink the shit out of everything. Um, actually, I was just applying to a job as a, uh, an inspector myself. Um, I just want something for when my fucking body completely fucking gives itself out. The only thing is, is my brain is even in worse shape than my body. Like, I can go into autopilot. Like, I was talking to this guy... Um, I was, we were talking about people working in a field, and I, now when we say working in a field, we think of like a, uh, often think of the work, I, I was talking about people in the military working in like a war zone or some shit, how the fuck can you operate, like, if I'm, if I'm doing a job, and someone fucking talks to me, or says anything, or even just watches me, it throws me right the fuck off, I can't even imagine being in a fucking, a, a war zone, and then like doing surgery or some shit, like how, the, especially like you haven't slept, you haven't eaten, you haven't, you're just completely fucked. Now, I understand training people to do this shit, work under these horrible conditions if you are going to be in the armed forces. But why the fuck are, does, is this done to people here at home or anywhere in, in, at any place where it's just like a hospital? You got people working around the clock, double shifts, nights and days that are not properly rested or nourished or refreshed. There's no proper refreshments anywhere to be found. They're the least refreshed people. Why would you do that? Every fucking... I can't even have a calculator imagine calculating that the, the, the fucking disasters caused by that. Preventable disasters. But every fucking nuclear disaster... Two things I'm very passionate about. One is refrigeration, regardless if I'm a civilian. Actually, I never got my refrigerator ticket anyway. My ODP card fucking... Uh, I don't even know when that expired, but... There's always a way to get things. There's always a way to procure certain items from time to time, um, I, 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 anyway, hypothetically speaking, where, um, oh my god, I remember the one guys I used to go to in, uh, Rexdale, they just had this fucking shit going on, it was, I wouldn't call it talk radio, it was so fucking menacing, it just came out, I was like, blah, 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 blah. just like this fucking terrifying Arabic, um, it was probably just like, kill every fucking white man you see, fucking burn them to the ground. I mean, I, I'm racist as shit, so that's what it sounds like to me. It's probably like a nice talk show um, talking about, you know, family stuff and really nice things, but I, I, that's all I hear. It's like that Tool song where um, Dyerod Von Satan or whatever the fuck it is, um, it sounds like the most menacing shit ever because it's just like this, like, you know, like scary badass music and then this guy fucking talking in German and it sounds like some Nazi fucking war um, declaration of some sort and the actual lyrics are a guy just explaining how to make uh, cake but it's devil's chocolate food cake um, actually my favorite line is uh, when he's like Zim uh, I can't even remember uh, I'm gonna get all tongue-tied Zim Zambala or some shit and I'm like wow that sounds cool I want to learn what that means in German I'm fascinated by the German language I've never even come close to uh, understanding it. It's laid out very complex. I understand that. Not why exactly, but I feel like it's it's laid out in a much more efficient format. Um, and I love it. But, where was I? Oh yeah, so anyway, these, these lines I look up, 
they're just, it says, it says the magic word and it's a bunch of gibberish. I mean, it could mean something in like Romani or, or, or gypsy to the layman. It could mean something in like fucking, uh, I don't know. God knows what fucking language or, or fucking native uh, dialect, but it's just fucking gibberish. I'm like, shit, that's all I want to learn. And the, the other one he says with so much passion is, Un coiner oyer! And I believe that means that no eggs. Uh, but the way he says it is so fucking powerful. There is so much, there's so much with uh, tone. There's so much in body language, there's so much in tone that adds to, because um, words are just words, words are wind. Um, that's the line from the um, uh, Game of Thrones. Now, I think it's ironic saying that words are wind as if they're refined. First of all, implying that they're pretty much useless. At one point, they're compared to the wind that comes out of your mouth as comes out of your ass. Actually, it was put very poetically. It was a fart joke, and it was the most poetic, fucking, like, beautifully articulated version of that. Um... But I, I think two things. One, to, to, to try to belittle the power words have. It's like in, in a book that everyone around the world is going to read. Um, not everyone. That's silly. That's an, that's, a, that's an overstatement. But it's like one of the most famous popular books of all time. Um, and one of the best like uh, written. And one of the best adaptations into a television show. And then one of the greatest fucking... Um, dis uh, disasters in uh, television history like anyway we don't need to relive any of that and but sorry sorry and then the second thing is it reminds me of an old uh, I think it's an old British proverb uh, of like, like from the Navy or whatever where it's the um, it's not the giant sails that move the ship um, but the unseen wind so I'm saying in that statement it makes it seem like words are wind as if they're useless, or wind is not a valuable thing. It's one of the most valuable things. What wind actually is, is a preferred, uh, a pressure differential. So nature is always trying to balance itself out. I'm gonna give you one of the first um, and most important um, laws of heat transfer, or thermodynamics, but heat transfer. Thermodynamics is a little more um, complex. But um, one of the first laws of heat transfer, back when I was in the heat transfer business, um, is that energy will always flow from high to low. It's always trying to balance itself out. That's why when you open a fucking window, you're, um, all the hot air is going to come in or out, depending on the season and depending on what you got going on inside your house. Because um, that's nature just constantly trying to balance itself out. So that will always happen. Or, um, yeah, in the winter, you feel like a bunch of cold air is coming in. That's that's uh, that's a misunderstanding. Of what's happening? Your your heat is going out. It's being displaced with a lack of cold. It's like somebody said. Um, I was like, well, uh, I was I was debating with a religious person, or I was just trying to understand what this person was trying to talk about, more or less, Maso Manos. And um, I was like, well, if God invent, if God created a fucking if afterlife and He made a good and a bad, then He's responsible for either creating the horrible fucking land where people are tortured or at least he turns a blind eye and lets it happen. So I mean, you've got to admit one of these things if you're if you're saying that thing exists, then God either made it to torture people and make them live in fear or 
he just lets it happen and he's happy that somebody's doing his uh, part of his job for him more or less also menos I found that I find it sounds better in Latin or Spanish um, more or less um, anyway where were we so what this guy said is it's like saying a shadow is a thing. And this guy put it so fucking well. Now, I, as much as I might be an anti-religious person, I find many religious people are absolutely brilliant and very, very passionate and, and, and articulate about how they believe. Because no two religious people, even if they're from the same religion, same uh, area of that religion, will believe in the same way. Um, so everyone has their own take. And that's, that's one thing I'm fascinated by, is, is different people's... Um, perspective even if I, not even if I don't believe especially if I don't agree with them or believe what they're saying I want them to uh, to get to, to, to and anyway the, the, I wish I could fucking tell you exactly what the guy said but I'll give you the general thing is um, there's light but just because light creates what a shadow a shadow is just a lack of light a shadow is not a thing it's just where light is not so it's like light can only shine so many fucking places and then there's a place where the light doesn't reach. Everything the light touches is our king. It's like, well, why don't you fucking deal with this? Uh, my favorite version of that meme uh, where it's like Mufasa's telling uh, baby Simba, everything the light touches is our kingdom. And then he's like, what's that? He's like, that's a horrible place. You'll never, you should never go there. Um, like that dark area. I like when they're looking at the uh, every, <laughs> they're looking at a map of Toronto. Everything that the light touches is the GTA. What's this dark place? That's Scarborough. Don't ever go there. There's many patches of fucking the GTA that are fucked. None so much as Scarborough. Um, but no, there's good patches in there too. Um, actually, my mom's from there, uh, unfortunately. But uh, no, not unfortunately. Well, it's like I was telling my buddy about how my mom is like in can survive in a lot of situations she's just very resourceful but also one of the greatest things I've ever learned from from her or um, as a survival technique I was like my ability to survive in the woods was not because I'm fucking have any good skills I fucking am, am very very humbled when I get out into the fucking woods because I have no fucking idea what I'm doing but the ability to go without food sleep water and all this other shit that I'll just randomly deprive myself because my brain thinks I'm in this fucking state of trauma and um, like danger at all times for whatever reason. I, my head is broken so I can, I, I would just have a rational fear or a rational lack of fear where there's actual danger and I just don't give a fuck and that, that happens to the best of us. But anyway, to just learn to be content with, with very little and sometimes nothing um, is one of the greatest fucking ways of to program your brain for want of a better expression um, But anyway, my buddy, he's one of these guys that's like, oh, I live in the country So I'm better than people that live in cities just like there's some people that live in cities They think they're better than people that live in countries to both of those groups of people. I say wait you think you're better than me You know fuck off. I've lived in both places. They're good and bad everywhere You're not fucking better than anybody. You're not fucking worse or better just because of some stupid set of fucking circumstances. Give me a fucking break. That being said, there is like sets of circumstances I think that do build character, that do um, teach you to be a better person, but he's like, oh yeah, your mom's from the country so she knows how to survive, and I'm like my mom has lived in the country, but she also grew up in a horrible third world country of Scarborough. <laughs> it was fucking 
you know, there's different survival tactics you learn in, in living in complete poverty, and that doesn't matter where the fuck you are. Um, anyway, you just learn to go without, and that's a fantastic thing. I like to bring up the, the story about one of my, uh, my, my old friends that I used to work with. Um, I think I've told this story a few times. I know I've, st- I've told it a few times. It's not my story to tell, so I, but I, I leave it as um, ambiguous as possible, so you'll never know who this person actually is. But um, his parents were incredibly wealthy. And I don't mean just like well-off. I mean like stupidly rich. Um, and a lot of his peer group were. And um, his dad was one of these like guys who worked really hard, but um, he didn't want his son to be a fucking spoiled piece of shit. So he said... You're going to be incredibly wealthy after me and your mother die. There's no two ways about it. However, that's a long way off. And until then, I'm not giving you one fucking cent. And he's like, and not only that, you've got to, the only, I'm not going to hook you up with a job. You're going to have to fucking go and work like, like you're going to have to learn the value of a dollar. And he had to work really shitty jobs. That's how we met. If you're working with me, you're probably fucked. Um, but the guy learned such an insane work ethic and I'm telling you the more time you spend especially around like um, you know like immigrants and shit they, they came from from so many places that were really fucked up and they didn't come here to fuck around they came here to work insanely hard to make a better life for their kids and their grandchildren and all that and I love being around people like that I love people with that much passion I find it so admirable um, and, 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 and by comparison, I feel like I'm, I'm such a lucky fucking person. I can't even imagine what this guy felt like, but, um, he worked so fucking hard and he didn't matter. It didn't matter how shitty the fucking work was. He did kind of have a bit of a fucking, uh, a way about him that he, maybe he thought he was better than people, but it was like, he wasn't afraid to get himself dirty. And I, I, I really admire that because my buddy said he was hanging out with these guys and he's like, they are all just exactly what you'd expect from like trust fund kids, just silver spoon up the ass, no personality. Now, I don't think, I, I do believe the character is built through adversity. I do believe that. But I don't think anyone should be made to feel like shit because they were born rich. It's not their fault. It's just like you shouldn't be made to feel like shit because you were born poor. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Um, but, I mean... It, it's like it's your parents fault that they raise you to be fucking a total dickhead um, and that it's really hard not to if you're fucking rich you know what I mean and so it's like this guy anyway I'm not doing justice to this fucking story this this guy was telling me about his dad and um, he he just went so far over and above to create a situation where it was nearly impossible to teach his son about adversity and how hard life is and, and, and the value of a dollar and to work hard and to appreciate uh, everyone at the bottom that, that make you rich. Like, I've told a couple of rich guys in my life, I don't interact with them often. It's like, uh, but one of my bosses, for example, I, I'm like, you need us way the fuck more than we need you. You need to fucking understand that. I can fucking walk away and get a job anywhere. Um, I'll get shit jobs, don't get me wrong. It's really hard to get a good job. But it's like, you need fucking workers. I know you think that we're completely replaceable, but every time one of us leaves, you don't, you replace them with someone fucking not even half as good each time um regardless i wouldn't have traded my time with those guys or um as exploited as we got and as screwed over as we got we learned so fucking much uh and, and it was a foot in the door you know like I, I could not get a fucking job in hvac to save my soul and I, now that i've been dejected so it wasn't even like i got my foot in the door and stayed there it's almost like the housing market if you can get in 
fucking stay in and don't ever take it for granted that you're in. Because you might fucking, you might fall out. You know when you're going and you think everything's going to go good and the next thing you know you just slip right out? I'm trying to make a sexual innuendo, but uh, it's the same thing. And next thing you know, you're not in there, but you're fucked. Uh, I, I lost it. I, uh, that one could have been funny, but I lost it. Uh, I was trying to compare um, the housing market to the like a, the, the world of trades or any good job market. Once you're in, you've got a good position. Um, but that being said, it's good to always remember like where you came from, where you're, um, where you made yourself. You know, like I used to run with my fucking and work out with my chain on. And as stupid as that is, as dangerous as that is, I like to get back into the headspace where I would, had no safe place to live. I would never take my chain off because there was nowhere to leave it that I was safe. That, like, there was no, like, I didn't, even if I had a place inside to sleep, it wasn't safe enough to leave my belongings. Um, and uh, I, as much as I don't need to live that way anymore, it is a good mindset to be in, to be that hungry, to be that inspired and motivated it's uh it's hard to maintain that motivation has an expiration date where motivation fails or when motivation runs out discipline takes its place there's a there's a, some sort of uh slogan or catchphrase or whatever the fuck along that, that really rings true a lot of uh motivation seems like cheesy bullshit maybe it is it doesn't matter everyone has something that motivates you Whatever is keeping you alive, whatever's keeping you going, um, that causes you to try just a little bit more, um, it doesn't matter what the fuck it is. It only has to motive. It only has to matter to you. You don't have to fucking tell anybody. You don't have to fucking explain it to anybody. You don't have to defend it um, to anyone else. You only have to maintain it for yourself, really. I don't know. I gotta go do some shit. I'll be right back, guys. All this talking about motivation feels like bullshit if I don't. Uh, put some action into place anyway I'm feeling really good and uh, I, I, I try to optimize on that because yesterday holy fuck I just I was just hitting such fucking low points I haven't felt that down in a long fucking time um, but you know so you, you learn to wait it out the, late, the older you get the longer you've been at it the more you realize and that's why it's so terrifying to be young because you don't know you're going to be okay you don't know you're going to get through it um i mean even when you're older you're not 100 percent sure you're never sure but you you have it in the back of your head somewhere or even in your unconscious mind that you felt shitty before you've been down before and you you got back up again and you things were okay again things will uh it's like uncle buck said you know things will be better in the morning they always are or something like that um anyway i love you all very much and if things are good they won't last so try to uh appreciate them and if things are bad uh don't worry they'll go away it's a it's just a a, a clumsy way of saying that that uh famous quote that this too shall come to pass all right mm -hmm.